0: Hey there, future friends! This week, the punishment doesn't fit the crime, we're scared of the dark, and sometimes fiction and nonfiction overlap. This is the week of February 2nd, 2024, and you are listening to episode 305 of Future Flicks with Billium. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, It's going to be a shorter one this week because not a lot's coming out, but we do have one or two good-looking things. So let's do the regular intro before we get into the movies. And let me tell you what it is I do on this show if you're new. So if you are new, welcome. Welcome to Future Flicks with Billiam. This is a podcast where I talk about all of the movies coming out during the week. Or I should say most of them, because sometimes I miss a couple, but I think I do a pretty good job. I break those movies up into two categories. The first is the limited releases, which is any limited release that did nothing to catch my eye. Also, VOD right there as well, video on demand. I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it, and generally we move on. Sometimes I'll give a thought or two, but that's generally it. Doesn't necessarily mean the movies are bad, but based on the premise and the trailer, it did nothing to catch my eye. The next segment is the wide releases and interesting indies. Every single wide release, even those coming to major streaming services and those independent movies or limited release movies that did catch my eye. In that section, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, who's in it, and then I definitely give my thoughts on it. And then I wrap it all up with a score which I call the Billiams Interest Level Score, a.k.a. the Bill Score, which can go anywhere from a zero for those terrible films to an 11 for that film that just makes me oh so excited to be a movie fan. Well, let us not waste any more time as we jump into the limited releases with the first movie called A Nashville Wish. How could a movie called The Nashville Wish ever be in anything but the wide releases? Well, because it looks like garbage. A Nashville Wish, limited theatrical release. A country singer falls for the girl of his dreams and has to choose between love and his dreams of stardom in Nashville. This stars no one of note and is directed by Demetrius Navarro, who is an actor you, you may know from ER and Friday. He's directed some other movies, but nothing I don't think any of you have probably seen. I know I've made this joke uh, and talked about this before, but I I used to be very anti-politics on the show. I would not make up politics because this is about movies. But it became impossible to ignore it when certain movies came out. Like 2018's The Trump Prophecy, I shit you not, this was a movie where a firefighter has a near-death experience and has a vision from God that Trump is going to save America. So thanks to crazy-ass movies like that, it became impossible for me to hide my bias. And why do I bring this up right now, you may ask? It's because even though I don't know where director Demetrius Navarro lies, this movie gives me the vibes that the kind of person who would watch The Trump pop Prophecy would watch this. It seems like a Hallmark or a Lifetime movie that's so bad, even Hallmark and Lifetime went, nah, that's that's okay, go, go do your own thing. Next up, we have a movie called Skin Deep. At first glance, Layla and Tristan seem like a happy young couple, but when they travel to a mysterious remote island, a game of identities begins, which changes everything. This is brought to us by director alex shad who worked on the love europe project as a contributing director and this is a movie from germany with uh, no one of note in it i think this one could be interesting because it won some lgbtq lion award or something or some animal award which is a is a dope award like don't get me wrong But just the trailer, like whatever wonderful message this movie must have, the trailer did not deliver. So I'm going to say skip this for now. Next up is a movie called Jungle Bunch, Operation Meltdown. When a mysterious toxic foam starts spreading in the jungle, there's only one team brave enough to stop it. The Jungle Bunch. With no time to spare, it's time to start sailing boats on their journey across the world to find the antidote. Uh, This uh, this is an animated movie, and it features no voices of note because it has an incomplete IMDb. It only lists four voice actors for the whole movie, none of which have ever done anything notable. Nothing on them, of course, but why list a bunch of people you'd never know? And I guess, in theory, this animated movie could only have four voice actors, maybe. But I, I like to think it's just an incomplete IMDb entry. Next up, we have a movie that breaks my heart that I did not want to see it. It's called Calamity Jane. After Wild Bill is killed in a poker game, spoilers for Deadwood, Calamity Jane must break out of prison and seek revenge. Her quest is hindered by Deadwood's Sheriff Mason, who is out to detain and arrest her. This stars Emily Bett Rickards from Arrow, Stephen Amel from Arrow, and Tim Razone from Winona Earp. This is directed by Terry Miles, who does westerns and stuff. But yes, Felicity and Arrow in a movie together. Spoiler alert, Stephen Amell is Wild Bill. So it's mainly Felicity's movie. Do with that information as you will. And finally, in the limited release section, it's a movie called How to Have Sex. Finally, I'll know. Three British teenage girls go on a ride. I should not have made that joke with that premise already. Uh, Let's just go with it. Three British teenage girls go on a rite-of-passage holiday, drinking, clubbing, and hooking up in what should be the best summer of their lives. This stars Mia McKenna-Bruce from the Vampire Academy TV show that's uh, unfortunately already canceled. Well, my future friends, that's it for the limited releases, and it may be early, but let's just do the break now and get it over with, and then we'll come back with the wide releases and interesting indies, so please stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa, and I'm Robbie, and we host a show called We're We're Doing Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean, I'm from Scotland, and I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits, you mean cookies, Brexit, whatever's going on here, who knows, almost dying, why we're single, popular culture, and basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in, because
1: we're we're doing doing
0: fine. fine. my friends we're back we are back with a movie in the wide releases and interesting indies section called scrambled this is a nationwide release maybe i only say maybe because two of the three websites i use for my movies have this listed one has it listed as a wide release one has it listed as a limited release and after watching the trailer i just think it's limited It just gives me that limited vibe where it just didn't have a big budget and they're not really going to spend money to get it out in all the theaters. But just in case you should know about it, this is about a 30-something eternal bridesmaid who goes on an empowering and often hilarious journey of self-discovery. This stars in the lead role, Leah McKendrick, who has just done bit parts in a bunch of TV shows and movies, Clancy Brown from Starship Troopers, Andrew Santino from The Disaster Artist, Ego Wodum from Saturday Night Live, and Yvonne Strahovski from Chuck. So you've seen movies like this before. Uh, God help me, whenever I say that, I cannot think of an example. And I know the minute I publish this episode and I'm too lazy to go back and change anything that I will think of an example. But it's this movie about this woman who's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Her parents are writing her, saying, "When are we getting grandchildren? And uh, when are you going to find a man? Because heaven forbid she be fulfilled on her own. You know, she apparently needs a child and a man. But if I if I remember the trailer correctly, because I watched it yesterday, and I'm I just had a really bad day at work, and I don't want to rewatch it." she goes to get artificially inseminated so it's this movie about this woman who does decide yes maybe i do want kids and you're right i can't find a man so how about i just do it on my own none of the jokes in the trailer made me laugh the acting looked fine nothing against uh leah mckendrick or anyone else in it but it just looks so so skippable so i'm gonna say scrambled gets a five. Out of eleven like five is like true middle of the road between bad and good and i put it there because it could be funny like there i would rather watch this than any of the movies i talked about before so it has that going for it next up we have a movie called the monk with a gun this is a limited release film an american who travels to bhutan in search of a treasure And crosses path with a young monk who wanders through the Serene Mountains, instructed by his teacher to make things right again. This stars No One of Note and is directed by, and I know I'm going to butcher this, and I need you all to know that I did try to find out how to say this director's name. I even found an interview someone did with him, and the woman never says his name in it, and he never says his name himself. I believe it's Pao Chonying Dorji and he directed a movie called Lunana a yak in the classroom. So this trailer made me laugh right off the bat because we have Bhutan going from a monarchy or whatever it was I may be off on it but they had a, they had an a king or an emperor or something to a democracy and how like that's all changing and then they have this guy this monk who's giving up this old gun he has. I don't know why he has it. Probably we'll find out in the movie. But this American collector comes for it. And the scene that really made me laugh is that the American collector's looking at it. He's like, oh, yeah, that's that's beautiful. Beautiful condition. I'll give you 75000 for it. And the interpreter tells the monk, and the monk says, oh, no, that's far too much. I'll take less. Totally stumping the American. But no, that's not ex- what this movie is about. It is... About how, when the American comes back with the money to get the gun, the monk had given it away to another monk who walked by and says he needed it for uh, a mission that his teacher sent him on. So now this American is looking for this monk with a gun. So he's not trying to kill anyone, he just has this gun with him. And according to the trailer, this is supposed to be basically a commentary on. The westernization of these countries and how we go in and go, oh, by the way, you need democracy. That's what you need. And how we just go in there and we fight for democracy and then we just kind of leave and stuff gets f***ed up. I'm not sure the current state of Bhutan, as I've not heard about it in the uh, news for a long time. However, from the look of the trailer, it does look like there's commentary on how this sudden change to democracy kind of uh, wasn't that great. So this does look interesting. It looks like an interesting movie if you're interested in commentary on how America and our presence affects the world. Also looks like a little funny if that scene with the American trying to barter for the gun is any hint to it. So unlike a lot of movies that have this kind of commentary, it doesn't seem like it's going to be super dark, which can be good. It can also help Make a message, especially one we need to hear, a little more palatable. So, The Monk with a Gun gets a 7 out of 11. Next up, we have a movie called Fitting In, another limited movie. A teen girl is diagnosed with a reproductive condition that upends her plans to have a sex life, propelling her to explore unusual methods. Her relationships are challenged with everyone in her life, but most importantly, herself. This stars Maddie Ziegler from The Fallout, Emily Hampshire from Schitt's Creek, DeFaro Wunatai from Reservation Dogs, and directed by Molly McGlynn, who has directed a movie called Mary Goes Round and has done TV shows like Grownish and Bless This Mess. So this looks like a charming movie, even though it's about something pretty serious. And uh, from what I gather, it's based on the director's life. So this teenager is starting to think about things like sex as teenagers do. And she goes to the gynecologist and learns that, oh, she has, I I forgot what the condition is called, but basically she may not have a uterus and the rest of her parts down there may be underdeveloped. So she has to undergo, uh, I'm assuming undergo procedures or something to make it, normal quote unquote or our socially accepted version of normal to be uh, more precise Uh, and then she kind of takes a break from her boyfriend and it looks like she joins this lgbtq group and meets a lot of great people and how she kind of this this kind of causes her to spread her wings out of what she thought her life was going to be and so this looks like a movie of her trying to become okay with herself the way she is before moving forward with anything to make her what we think of as normal. It looks cute. It looks like something good for especially young women to watch. Uh, I'm just assuming because it's written and directed by a, a woman who went through something like this. Also, it has Emily Hampshire in it, and Stevie from Schitt's Creek is one of the best characters in anything ever, so I will follow her to the ends of the earth, and this Interesting premise, the fun trailer, the fact that it looks cute and heartwarming, but also very important, means this gets a 7.5 out of 11. Probably should have put it higher, shouldn't I? Eh, whatever, too late now. Let's keep going with The Promised Land, the final, yes, the final limited movie this week. This is the story of Ludwig Kallen, who pursued his lifelong dream to make the Heath Bring him wealth and honor. I, I don't know what that means. Anyway, this stars, and here's why it's in this section. It stars Mads Mikkelsen from The Hunt. See, that's all we need. I don't even need to continue. But also has Gustav Lind from The Northman. And directed by Nicolaj Arcel. Thank you, 9-9, uh, Brooklyn 9-9, for telling me how to pronounce Nicolaj. Uh, he has directed The Dark Tower. We'll forgive him for that. And The Royal Affair, a better film. So Mads Mikkelsen plays this guy who's obsessed with building a house and the community or the the town that would follow it. And this obsession, from what I gather, is eventually going to bring his downfall. So this is a period piece from the 1700s starring Mads Mikkelsen, and it looks beautiful. Some of the shots are just gorgeous of this unbothered, I know there's a better way to say it, but unbothered. Unmarred landscape and just wanting to build this home for himself somewhere, and just bringing all this these other people to form a community. From the looks of the trailer, he gets a little too big for his britches and saying that that like, oh yeah, I speak for the king, who I believe. Let me look it up. Yes, Frederick v Fifth, uh, the king of Denmark and Norway. But he starts saying, "Yes, I, I work for the king. I'm doing the king's work," and. Will he eventually lose his head for this? I don't know. I didn't continue reading his Wikipedia article, so I honestly don't know uh, what his fate was, though I know his house is no longer standing, but that doesn't surprise me because it's built in the 1700s. I'm just here for anything with Mads Mikkelsen in it and a period piece that looks beautifully shot. Yes, I'm here for that. The Promised Land gets a seven out of 11 four more movies left my friends so let's talk about one called tiger's apprentice on paramount plus tom lee a chinese-american boy after the death of his grandmother has to be apprenticed to the talking tiger mr Hu and learn ancient magic to become the new guardian of an ancient phoenix this features the voices in imdb order michelle yo lucy Liu, sandra oh leah lewis Henry Golding, and Bowen Yang, as well as others. Directed by Raman Hui, who directed Shrek the Third. And um, also Young duk Hun and Paul Watling. These are their first movies. So yeah, this says three directors. I'm not sure if it has three directors because like one started and then another took over, then another took over kind of thing, or if they worked on it all at the same time. But even my love of all things Asian... Could not make this movie look interesting. It looks okay. You know when a mediocre-looking cartoon comes out, I go, "Hey, maybe if you have kids, this could be something they could watch." No, not for this one. I mean, yes, if they want to, let them. Don't, don't be a dick. Just let your kids watch this. It looks harmless. It doesn't look super violent or anything. There's some fighting, but it doesn't look. It doesn't look like it's anything that. I don't know a good age, but watch a trailer. It doesn't look that bad. But if. It's up to you. If you're picking something for your kids to watch, I would just pick something else because this doesn't look that great. It, I wish it looked better. It's a good idea. It involves a Chinese Zodiac and it was just thoroughly disappointing. Even with that vocal cast, who I love, um, I forgot who Leah Lewis is, but everyone else, f- yeah. Not even that could save this. It, it just doesn't look good it looks like the kind of movie you would find in the dollar bin at the dollar store. That was redundant. But you know what I mean. Just a movie that's going to go straight to DVD after this, and people are going to forget about it. Tiger's Apprentice gets a 4.5 out of 11. Next up, we have a movie from Netflix called Orion and the Dark. This follows Orion. Orion. A young boy who is afraid of heights, pets, and rendered nearly catatonic by the worst of all perils, The Dark. The Dark takes Orion on a nighttime trip to prove to the youngster that the only thing to fear is fear itself. This is a DreamWorks movie featuring the voices in order, or in the uh, order given by Netflix, Paul Walter Hauser, Carla Gugino, Jacob Tremblay, Angela Bassett, Colin Hanks, Werner Herzog, and Ike Barinholtz. I like DreamWorks. They do good work, but this looks terrible. It, It doesn't look good. And I love cartoons. I love animated movies. I saw the new trailer for the next Despicable Me movie, and I am stoked. I am here for it. I have liked the Shrek movies, even though there's a clear order to which those movies go, and the third and the fourth are not great. But still, they're fun. They're enjoyable. They made me laugh. This movie and Tiger's Apprentice looks like someone gave up halfway and then someone else took over who just didn't care and wanted a paycheck. That's the feeling I get from this. This is based on a book by Emma Yarlett and is directed by Sean Karmitz, who worked in the art department for quite a few films, but has only directed troll shorts. So yes, only working on shorts. For an awful-looking film like the Trolls series, no thank you. 100% pass. This gets a 4.5 out of 11. Next up, my future friends, is the final movie before the pick of the week, and that final movie is called Bosco. This is a Peacock original. Based on the story of Quante Bosco Adams, sentenced to 35 years for attempted possession of marijuana, let me repeat that, 35 years for attempted possession of marijuana. So I looked up his story, he's out of prison now and he's doing really well, but yes, I didn't see anything else about like that being his third strike or something. I mean, even if it was, even if it was this three strikes law is f-ing stupid, but 35 years for attempted marijuana possession. And like me you're probably thinking oh this is in the south somewhere one of those deep red states this is in California 35 years for trying to get weed really I wonder I I just wonder if the color of his skin stay with me here I know this is wild I know I'm going down a crazy rabbit hole so please stay with me I wonder if the color of his skin had Anything to do with that 35-year sentence. For attempted possession, i probably wrong, but you know me, I gotta throw something out there. But it blows my mind. Oh, I never told you who's in this. So this stars Aubrey Joseph from Cloak and Dagger. He played Cloak. Thomas Jane from The Punisher. Theo Rossi from Sons of Anarchy. Nikki Blonsky from Hairspray. Tyrese Gibson from Fast and the Furious franchise. And Vivica A. Fox from Independence Day. Directed by... Nicholas Manuel Pino, who's only directed shorts like Joe and Josie, Still Hunting, and The Funeral Band. So, Quante Bosco Adams himself worked on this movie. So, he went to jail, found out he had a daughter, broke out of jail to go visit his daughter, went back for sentencing, and I think he only got 15 years or ended up getting 15 years or something. And he said in an interview with Yahoo Financial that like, oh, this that that was one of the greatest days of my life because I realized I have all this time to focus on myself. So he gets out of jail, starts networking, and now he's making a movie based on his life. And here's my deadbeat ass just struggling to find another job that's not in the grocery world. (laughs) And this guy, this guy did it. So this movie looks equal parts sad and promising. And it does look well-acted. Uh, Thomas Jane plays a piece of shit. I'm not sure if he's a warden or just one of the officers that works in the jail. But other than that, he's he's a piece of shit. And he he's so good at it. He's so good as a hero. From, like, we know from Deep Blue Sea. He's so good as an anti-hero. Like the Punisher. And he's so good as a bad guy. So this movie does look good. Uh, it doesn't look amazing it looks like it looks like there was a good idea here and it just fell slightly short because i think i'm going to skip this film but if you want to watch and very a very interesting true story this could be for you bosco gets a 6.5 out of 11 and finally my friends the pick of the week if you know it say it with me it's the obvious choice the only nationwide release argyle an introverted spy novelist is drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate. This stars Bryce Dallas Howard from Jurassic World, Sam Rockwell from Jojo Rabbit, Henry Cavill from Man of Steel, Samuel L. Jackson from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, Sophia Butella from Star Trek Beyond, Dua Lipa from Barbie, she played Barbie, Ariana DeBose from West Side Story, and she's been in a lot of sh** recently, Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. John Cena from Barbie. He played Ken. A-Ken. Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek. And Rob Delaney from Deadpool 2. So first of all, that cast. That f***ing cast. That is a good cast right there. And we have a spy comedy. I love spy comedies. Spy with Melissa McCarthy and Jude Law and the, the other people who were in it. Uh, Jason Statham. Um. Rose Byrne uh and other people Miranda Hart. Miranda Hart thank you sweetheart that's a good movie Ice? I Ice Cube? No. Oh. Um, Quick Oh yeah, she just reminded me uh 50 cent is in it. Do you remember that interview where uh someone was asking 50 cent how to say his name and he said, "Here's an easy rule. If you look at two quarters, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, and say that's 50 cents." then call him 50. If you look at, oh no, it was 350, wasn't it? And if you look at $3.50 and go, that's about 350, call him 50. That's a very good rule. So I will call him 50. But that's a tangent. Let's go on and talk about Argyle. If you liked Spy, watch this. Easy peasy. So we have Bryce Dallas Howard, who is a writer. She writes mystery novels or like spy thrillers, more like it, not mystery, but spy thrillers. About this secret agent, Argyle, who's a super handsome man played by Henry Cavill. He has piercing eyes and a strong jaw, and I want him to pick me up and cradle me. Sorry, that's too far. That's too far. I went too far. But one day she's on the train going to an event, and she meets this guy who recognizes her, and she's like, oh, cool, a fan or some shit. And then he saves her life from a fing assassin. And then you find out it's Sam Rockwell who's a spy himself and is sent to protect her because somehow her books are all coming true. And they want to protect her because this evil organization is after her. Maybe they think she has inside information and is leaking it, or maybe they just don't want to risk that she will predict what they do next. But either way, they're after her. And Sam Rockwell is here to protect her. And he also wants to say, oh, by the way, your Agent Argyle Uh, We have someone like that. There's a special group of movies, like Spy, like The Kingsman, like uh, movies like that that aren't quite these big, mindless blockbusters, and they're damn well not these artsy indie films. They're somewhere beautifully in the middle, where it is over the top and action-packed, but it is so much more than that. And who do we have to thank for this? Who do we have to thank for The Kingsman series? We have Matthew Vaughn to thank. Matthew Vaughn is a director of this film, and I trust him. I trust him so much. Like, I have, I have loved Matthew Vaughn and his work longer than I thought. He directed Stardust, one of my all-time favorite movies. He directed X-Men First Class, another great movie that brought the X-Men franchise back after the terrible X-Men 3. He was a producer on Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He was a producer on Snatch. This man knows what he's doing, and he does it well. How many like awful things has he worked on? Uh, fan- 2015's Fantastic Four. Awful. Okay, but I don't fully blame him for that. Vin Diesel's Bloodshot he was a producer on uh, didn't look that great. But the good thing he's done, or the good things he's done, far, far outweighs any bad <laughs> And please don't quote me on this should anything ever come up, but best of all, so far I think he's pretty drama-free. Hell, there even a super cute story from Bryce Dallas Howard where Matthew Vaughn asked her, who would you want to play your mom? Like, out of anyone, who would you choose to play your mom? And she says, oh, Catherine O'Hara, of course. And the very next day, Matthew Vaughn calls her and goes, oh, Catherine O'Hara's in. Matthew Vaughn produces movies and directs movies that are so much more than just an action blockbuster. There's so much more than that. They're still fun. They're still flashy, but there's just a little more substance to them. There's more to sink your teeth into than a Fast and Furious movie. And You know I loved me some Fast and Furious, but still, there's more to it than that. There's more meat on these bones. Argyle. Is going to be a super fun film, and I'm very, very excited. I hope to see it this weekend. I will try my damnedest to see it this weekend. But at the very least, I'm going to catch it sometime in theaters. This is PG-13. It has some violence in it. Duh. As a spy thriller or spy comedy. I can't find anything else about uh, parental guidelines, but I can't imagine it's going to be that bad. Probably some violence, maybe a little blood obvious death so teenagers and up probably i'm excited for this i hope you're excited for this and that's what you should watch this weekend argyle gets an 11 out of 11 to be perfectly honest i was going to give it a 10 but the more i talked about it the more excited i got i'm like that's a good sign that's a good sign that i'm i should give this one an 11 because i am very excited so my future friends that is it that is it for this episode of Future Flicks with Billiam. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Please go support the Friends of the Show, the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, and We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. I, I always say that, but I really would love for you su- to support them because they have supported me for so long. And I wouldn't even be doing this show if it wasn't for the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast. And We're Doing Fine has just helped me kept going Uh, There was a time there where I started to get burnt out and I don't even think they know they helped me, but but just by listening to their show, it helped me. So please go support them. My future friends, I will see you next week. But in the meantime, you know what I'm going to say, no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off and I'll see you in the future.